going on everybody welcome to a new year new year new edition of philly full court press i'm your host big t will i got the producer extraordinaire mr nat Marlowe. and first of all i want to wish everyone a happy new year uh a blessed holiday that we just came out of and um it was fun uh it was very enjoyable we did the family thing we did a lot of eating i'll tell you right now nat i don't want to see another cookie tray for at least six seven months uh i'm sure everyone all over the holidays unless you're a gym freak you uh gained a little weight so it's time to you know new year get back in shape get ready for um you know whatever ventures you have this new year and uh be ma- uh be fulfilled with uh, a lot of joy uh second thing you know, even though we we're a Sixers podcast and we talk Sixers and we talk NBA hoops, you know, we got to send our our prayers out to uh, Demar Hamlin and and the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. And you know, one thing we've learned about this watching sports, you know, the person's bigger, the person's life is more important than the sport. Okay, and. The Buffalo Bill staff and uh, EMTs and medical services in Cincinnati, you know, they're the real heroes. Uh, doesn't matter how long you do CPR, as long as you're administrating it and it showed. Uh, they saved that boy's life. And, you know, I'm very thankful for it. I was a little shooken up when I did see it and watch it play out. Um I was it was a hard watch for me, Nat, to watch some football uh over the weekend. Uh, sat between Friday and Saturday, but you know, you, you kind of got through it. You can see it was a little weird for the guys to start hitting as well um, until the second half. But you know, it just tells you, you know, don't take life for granted. Don't take these athletes for granted. Um, they're out there doing something for us for entertainment purposes, but they're more important than the game. And the game can always take a backseat when it comes to the person. Um, so that being said, uh, watching the, I guess, uh, humanity and the, the nation that was watching uh, come together and take his charity well over uh, $5 million, uh, that warms my heart because now those kids – and in those areas that he was trying to raise money for will will definitely be touched. And it's just a special thing and good overcomes evil once again. And I'm just so thankful that, uh, you know, that he's uh, alive and, and, and doing well and he's able to uh, celebrate the joy of his life and his charity with everyone. So trans, uh, let's transition into our Philadelphia 76ers. Um, just going to get a, a couple uh, news points out. Um, I know NBC Sports talked to Andre Drummond, and he was talking about being a Sixers here and how it ended, and he was kind of shocked, and he said, you know, um, the Sixers will always be family. He enjoyed playing here. He enjoyed playing with Embiid and backing up Embiid. Um, do we miss Andre Drummond right now? Uh, with uh, Montrez Harrell and P.J. Tucker here, you know, throw that out there to you. Um, I, me, I don't know. You know, as I put that question out there, 
Um, and when Nat jumps on, you know, I'm, you know we'll, we'll see about that. Um, Embiid not playing against the Pistons at three o'clock on Sunday, uh, as well as PJ Tucker. But the Sixers should handle business. It's the Pistons. They're not a, a strong team. Um, not saying that they're a bad team. They're a young team, but they're not a strong team. And, you know, the Sixers are getting a lot of love from a lot of people on their winning streak. But mind you, they're only seven and nine away from home. They're 16 and six at home. They're 15 and 10 in a conference. And they're four games out of first place. But they're still in fifth place. They're seven and three. Their last 10. They won 11 out of their last 13. They're only one game losing streak because they just had that clunker against Chicago, which should not happen. We'll get into that. But they're still in fifth place. And I don't see any movement at the moment. You know, and I keep asking people on social media, and when I come across, you know, people I in talking Sixers. I don't see it. The only the only team that has made a significant jump and leapfrog are the Brooklyn Nets. They're now in second place in the Eastern Conference. They figured it out. They're playing great basketball. They're a game and a half behind the Celtics. Am I missing something? I'm asking everyone. Am I am I missing something? The Sixers are dangerous. Uh, give them two weeks. I gave them two weeks. Two weeks prior. Oh, that was a great win. How was that a great win? You went to overtime against the Pacers and the Lakers, and you were up in both of those games with seven minutes left. This team's so poorly coached. They got great pieces. I love the pieces more in game, Doc. I just don't understand what Doc's seeing and his rotations and you know, I haven't been this sour on Sixers since the last season of Brett Brown. Now, a friend of the show, Anthony Gargano, told me, you know, he's like, T. Will, you're, you're, you're fatigued. I don't know if I'm fatigued or I'm just finally not going to dive into the hype anymore. You know, I was all in 2017. Didn't happen. All in 2018. Didn't happen. All in uh, the season before when they had when they finished first. Got beat by the Atlanta Hawks. Last season got beat by the Miami Heat. I'm going to bring in Nat Marlowe, producer extraordinaire. Happy New Year to you, brother. Dude, wanna, happy uh, New Year. <laughs> uh, let me pose that to you. Uh, you've been listening. Uh, jump in on anytime you feel. Where, where are you at with this team? Where are you at with, you know, with everything I just uh, laid out? Well, the fatigue thing, I understand uh, Anthony's point because after the after the season where they lost the Hawks in Game Seven, I was fatigued. Uh, the following season, I, I I couldn't take it. I watched a total of three Sixers games the whole year, including the playoffs, because I knew they weren't going to make it past the second round. Number one, I knew that I I was if I invested my time into that team, I was going to be disappointed because they didn't have the depth they didn't have the coaching it was great to see Tyrese Maxey really have tremendous breakout year Joel just even putting on monstrous performances and just continuing to improve 
uh, improving on MVP-like seasons. I, I don't know how in the world he does it. And them finally getting rid of Ben Simmons and acquiring James Harden, but it, it wasn't prime James Harden, which I can live with, but that team wasn't set up to win. Even with the best coaching, I, I, I don't think that team was set up to win. This time, I think the team is set up to win, but coaching's going to be their downfall. I can't trust Doc Rivers. He's blown way too many leads in regular season games, playoff games, playoff series. Like that season I was talking about where they uh, lost to the Hawks in seven. An 18-point lead, and then the following game he blew a 26-point lead. And that that brought him down in the series 3-2. And with the Clippers, how many 3-1 series did he have with them? And he just blew those leads. That's his track record as a head coach. There's no way that this Sixers team can win a championship with Doc Rivers. And part of the reason is because the Easter Conference is just so stacked right now. Like, you got the Celtics in number one. Yeah, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10, but they're still, they've been the number one team all year. I don't see them falling off the map. The, the Nets have everything rolling with, I mean, they won 10 in a row, and now they're 9-1. They just have everything clicking right now. They have the perfect chemistry going. That team's going to do some damage in the playoffs, I bet. Hey, Bucks, real, yeah. fast, real fast with the Nets, when, when did the Nets start rolling? What happened? Do you remember what happened? They fired Steve Nash. They got rid of their coach. They brought in a different coach. Similarities? Phillies? What's Daryl Morey thinking? Does he not want to get rid of Doc? I mean, is it? I, I don't know, Nat. But the reason the Brooklyn Nets are, are rolling is because they got a new coach and figured it out. That's the only thing they really need at this point. Maybe like something they can do before the trade deadline. They can acquire some more pieces, but that's not going to be enough. You're not going to win a championship with this team with Doc Rivers as your, as your head coach. It's just impossible for them to do it. Or it's impossible for him to do it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the strategies he's using or he just doesn't resonate with the guys in the locker room. I don't know what it is. Nah, I don't I, think you I, I think he resonates with them. I just think he he just has, I'll be honest, I just think he has brain farts. I really do. He Doc Rivers is stubborn, man. He's he's a stubborn old coach. Um you're right, Nat. What you said, Celtics are hot, Nets are hot, Bucks are gonna get better when Chris Middleton gets back. You know, Cavaliers, look what Donovan Mitchell just did, you know, dropping 72. Um, that was my that was my sleeper team this year, the the Cavs. They look like they putting it together. You know, and then the Sixers. And and it's like I I just can't put my, my pulse on it. But let me ask you a question uh that I posed earlier. Um, do the Sixers miss Andre Drummond? Uh, I think he's a serviceable piece, but with what you're getting out of Montrezl Harrell, or more so what you can truly get out of Montrezl Harrell if Doc Rivers plays him more. Cough, cough. Um, cough, cough. <laughs> uh, with what you can truly get out of Montrezl Harrell, they can totally live with moving on with Andre Drummond. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Trez fan. and. I, I I love that pickup they did at the end, right before the uh, season started. Uh, Montrez Harold definitely needs more minutes. Um, 
I don't know what Doc's thinking, but he definitely needs to play more. I'd like to see him on the court with Embiid to see how that looks like. Um, if you notice, Paul Reed's back in the doghouse, not getting any more playing time, but Paul Reed's a young player, and we know Doc's will play young players. So we're back to this situation again because now all of a sudden Doc is starting to feel comfortable with his guy Trez, which I'm all for. But you got to play these guys, man. You got to because you're going to get bit later in the playoffs. Like Nat said, you blew too many opportunities between two teams in the playoffs because you were just stubborn. Jaden Springer looks pretty good when he gets to the, the run with the 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 downtime. You got to play these guys, Doc. You got to. You got to increase that depth. You, you have to. You have no choice. You're not going to survive with, with Daniel House Jr., Shake Milton. You know, Niang is going to have – granted, Niang's having a tremendous year, but Niang's not going to be there every single night. You can't count on Thibel and his jumper. You know, Thibel looks way better in the dunker spot than he does in the in the the uh, shooting spot. But, yeah, you keep putting him in the, sh- in the shooting spot. Put him in a dunker spot. You know, you're, Tyrese Max is still coming back from the injury, and you've been bringing him off the bench, and it looks like it's formidable. Are you keeping that all year? Are you inserting him back in the starting lineup? De'Anthony Melton deserves a start. This is why I said you should start both of them and bring Tucker or and Trez off the bench. Start Harding, Maxi. Harris, Melton, and Embiid. Melton and Maxi will get you up and down the court. You got defense with Melton, your three and D guy. Embiid can play the D. Tobias might get comfortable back in the four, start rebounding. Harden looks fantastic this year. I have no issues with Harden. And then you bring in off the bench Niang and Trez. And then you start staggering here and there. I just don't get why he just wants to pound and pound the the Tucker Harrison bead thing. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Just like this season right now, I feel like it's not going to work because, like Nat said, the coaching. And you have an all-star coaching staff, which is, is a laugher to me. You got a great coaching staff, but, yeah, we just – the Sixers just can't put it together. You know, great wins. We talked about Pelicans. Uh, you know, you got smoked in New Orleans, which came back and redeemed yourself. Pacers overtime win, good win. Thunder, you should have won, so wasn't worried about that. You lost to the Wizards. You beat the Knicks on Christmas. And then you get smoked by the Bucks, and that shouldn't happen. So coming up on the other side, we'll talk about that Bulls game. We'll look ahead at the schedule. And we got a little, our, our first place your bet segment on Philly Full Court Press on 2023. That and so much more. Grab your drinks. This is Big T Will. That's Nat Marlowe. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Hey, Vito. Hey, yo. Want you say Hold hey, on. Hey, cheesesteak. Cheesesteak. Cheese 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 cheese
Hey, what's he want? Burger! Hey, Pop, he wants a cheesesteak and a burger in one bun. What does he want? We do that? We don't do that. We don't, we do, we don't do that. Sign up now for Sixers Camps, presented by Roth. Are you ready? Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. There you go. Give me five. From the ages of 5 to 17, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. One, two, three, two. Yo, what's up, fellas? This is Anthony Gargano. Now, listen, why wait for a vacation when you can have a vacation anytime in your own backyard? I got to tell you about my guy, Stephen, from Lisk Landscaping Innovations. Stephen Lisk and his team specialize and stormwater management to help you achieve a dry outdoor living space. Now, Steve offers exquisite outdoor living from pavilions and kitchens and fireplaces and so much more. To Steve, your backyard is more than a space. It's a living, baby. You want to be living large, and you can be. So if you want that dream backyard you've always envisioned, call Stephen Lisk. 856-931-5475. That's 856-931-5475. You can reach out on Instagram at Stephen Lisk or LiskLandscape.com and set up your consultation. Welcome back, everybody. Full Court Press, T-Will, Nat Marlowe. So, you know, Nat, we're going to speak about this Bulls game because the Sixers came out hot. They looked great in the first half almost, and then just, just went, that third quarter killed them, Nat. Absolutely killed them. They got outscored 40-29, to 29, uh, and, and he was, it even started in the second quarter where they, you know, they got outscored in the second quarter, 34-25. Um once Doc went to the bench, it seems like he just forgot to go back to the starters. And, you know, it just looked bad. It, all around, you let you let Zach Levine go off for 41. Like, he was just all offense. And no one was there to stop Vukovic. You didn't double. You didn't get a, yeah, a triple-double. You know, it was just a bad game. And I, I look at it like this. You know, when you got guys like Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Montrez Harrell, you shouldn't lose this game. I just gave you a starting lineup right there. You shouldn't lose this game. No way in the world you should get smoked that bad by the Bulls in your home court when you got pieces like this. And and then his his his, his post game is just awful. Absolutely awful. I don't, DeMar DeRozan didn't even have to play. He scored 12 points. He's averaging like 24 points a game. Nat, what, what am I missing in this game? Did you see this game? Are you watching the recap that I'm watching? I didn't watch it, but it, it's classic third quarter Sixers where you, know, you get things rolling in the first half and then they just come out flat to start the third quarter. And this goes back to the Brett Brown days. Like, is Doc Rivers looking at Brett Brown for inspiration here? 
Is that what's going on? <laughs> I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I I just didn't I didn't like I just didn't like the rotation in this game. Um they they looked great in the first quarter. You know, they were, they they hit their first six threes. Niang was two off of uh five hundred for his career. You had the home crowd behind you. Harden was attacking the rim early and then it just stopped. It just stopped and you know, they had no answer for Zach Levine. None whatsoever, Nat. Whatsoever. So, yeah, is this one of those games where we just say, all right, you know, throw it out, leave it alone, don't worry about it, move on to the next one? Because their next two, Nat, you got Detroit, you're home and home with the Pistons. So, you know, does that get you healthy again? Does that get you right? Are you sitting in bead and, and, and Tucker the next two? Because Tucker got injured in the Bulls game. So, yeah, I, I would. I don't think you need Embiid and Tucker to beat the Pistons, you know, the next two games. I don't even think you need Embiid to beat the Thunder. So that's the next three. I think you rest Embiid until you go out west. Because you got that West Coast trip, Nat, that we are talking about off air. The Jazz, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Trailblazers. Then you have the Kings. You end it out in Sacramento. That's going to be a tough road trip, Nat. That's going to be a tough one, brother. Yeah, and even though all those all those teams are not like in their in their prime right now, that's not like, anytime you got to play basketball on the road. It, it's never. It, it's almost never easy. They're going to have to battle in those games, and yeah, they're they're mid tier Western Conference teams. But don't sleep on them, especially on a West Coast trip like this. No, don't. Uh, the Lakers are playing well, and I think that's like the worst team that uh, they're going to. The you know that's the worst team they're going to see on the West Coast because it's funny. I don't know too many people pay attention to the West Coast. The Sacramento Kings are in the fifth seed in the West. The Clippers are a playoff team. The Trailblazers are a playoff team. The, the Warriors, the Jazz, and the Lakers are not playoff teams right now. And how about Sacramento turning things around over there? Sacramento looks great. It's coaching. It's all about coaching. They got a great coaching staff. And they made a couple of trades that made the team balance. You know, they're playing good ball. They're playing good ball. And it's good to see different blood in the West. But the West is stacked. We always knew that. The West has always been stacked. So it's going to be a tough road trip. Yeah, when the Sixers first played the Jazz earlier in the season, the Jazz were the number one team in the West. Now they're the 10th seed. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. They're, and they're seven and a half games out of first. That's not a lot. That's a week's worth of basketball. You know? The Lakers Lakers are, are a 12th seed. But they're six and four in their last ten, and the ageless one still still beating Father Time. I don't know how HGH, but you know people don't know uh, people don't realize that LeBron is still the king. He's he's reminding us that uh, uh, you know he's still youthful. So you know, Nat, I, I think I speak for a lot of like real Sixer fans. It, it just comes down to our coaching. And our coaching is not where we thought we were getting and where it should be. Um, the rotation still make you smack your head. 
And, you know, the pieces I feel like are there. I just feel like, once again, we're talking about the coaching. Well, is it is it ever going to stop that where we cannot talk about the coaching and talk about the pieces and let's talk about the actual product on the court? Well, here's my dream scenario, um, because this is what I think it, the only way to get rid of Doc Rivers at this point in the season. I you almost don't want it to happen, but in order to get rid of them, you kind of need to make things worse before they get better. So. What if they had a real bad West Coast trip? Does Daryl Morey finally pull the trigger and get rid of Doc Rivers? No. Doc, Doc we, I, I, I just know Doc ain't going anywhere. I just know it. And maybe, you know what, Nat? I think that's where why I, I'm down. Because I know the truth that Doc ain't going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, all right. If Doc ain't going nowhere, I'm not going to let the Sixers ruin my summer. Well, what's it going to take for Doc Rivers to get fired? Is it going to take them losing another second round in the playoffs? Or is it going to take... Because I think he's still going to be safe if they make the playoffs and they lose in the second round again. I think he lasts like maybe one more season if that scenario plays out again. So, if anything... And I think you're right. So, why... So why, so why invest so much into the team if we know that our coaching staff's not going to get us above where we need to be? It's a good question, right? It's a tough question to answer. Right. That's a, that's a great question. And I think that's how a lot of Philly fans are feeling. You know, they get in the playoffs when the first series look good. Let's get some juice. Okay. You're going to get juiced up for the second round because second round means a lot. They take a 2-0 or 3-1 lead in the second round and they blow the second round. This city will be upside down. I mean, upside down. That's what what the fans need to do. I, I, I never say it's the fans' responsibility to have an impact on the team. But I think in this case, I'm willing to make an exception. I think the fans need to speak up about this because you know, even like we went to we went to the Pistons game the last time the Pistons came to Philly just before Christmas. And oh, you're right. And you know what, Nat? We had a great time. I'm glad you brought that up. We had a fantastic uh, had a time. time. Uh, yes, if we if did. you missed it, you, you you really missed out. I know it was just the Pistons, but that was that was a heck of a game and what a heck of a performance by Montrezl Harrell in that game. You want to talk about grit? That guy brings the grit. But we were we were at that game, and the first quarter, the energy in that building was there, and that was in a regular season game in December on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday against the Pistons. Imagine what that building is gonna be like with this roster that actually you know under a different coach that would have an actual chance to make an NBA championship run. Imagine the like, energy of the city then. It's going to be. It, it could potentially be crazier than it was two years ago. But it'd be a jungle. It'll be a jungle. But because <laughs> of Doc Rivers coaching this team, I don't think that energy is going to be there. So when they inevitably lose, it's it has to be in the fans' hands at this point. We as fans have to be vocal about this. We got to project our anger 
and we got to we gotta vent our frustrations, and we got to get the message out to Daryl Morey saying, you can't win with Doc Rivers as your head coach. You could have the uh, – actually, you know what? You need you need a 2008 Celtics team like that, and just the, the NBA isn't necessarily like built like that anymore, especially in this Eastern Conference where you have all these stacked teams. It's a stacked Eastern Conference. There's no way the Sixers can win with Doc Rivers as head, as head coach under these circumstances, and it, it's gonna be have it's gonna have to be our responsibility as fans to vet our frustrations so that way we can get Doc Rivers out of here. And if Daryl Morey isn't willing to move on, I I hate to say it, but you know maybe we gotta go even higher than Daryl Morey. Yeah. Well said, brother. Well said. Yeah, you touched on Montrez, man. Montrez have a great season, doesn't he? Trez needs to have more. He needs to have more more playing time. I really do. Former six man of the year. Um, he brings that that grit, that that energy that you're talking about. You know, and have a guy, a young guy like Paul Reed that you want someone to to tutor. You know, Trez is that that guy right there. Man, talk about the love you got for Trez. He needs more playing time, and I don't understand why Doc only wants to play him against like low-level teams like the Pistons or when he absolutely needs him. No, Montrezl Harrell brings the grit. Everyone talked about in the offseason, oh, how they need P.J. Tucker. They need more grit. P.J. Tucker's going to bring you that grit. No, Montrezl Harrell is the guy that brings you that grit. He brings it on both sides of the ball. Uh, who, who, who would you rather face? If you're, let's say it's come playoff time, who would you... Who would you rather face against, or who would you rather see on the court if you're playing against the Sixers? Would you rather see P.J. Tucker, or would you rather see Montrez Harrell? I know who I would I'm, rather see. I'd rather face up against P.J. Tucker, because in that Pistons game, most of what I saw him do was just stand around and just not do a whole lot. As much crap as we gave Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons at least gave you something. Ben Simmons was at least dynamic on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, not so much, but he... he, he he would at least give you something offensively. Even if it was barely anything, you would get something. And I just feel like with P.J. Tucker, P.J. gives you nothing. But you have a legitimate weapon in Montrez Harrell. You have the grit in Montrez Harrell. Play him more. Give him more minutes. Because I do not want to face that guy if I'm playing against the Sixers. I, I mean, in the playoffs, I mean, that's why the Sixers got P.J. For the playoffs and what he brings on the defensive side. Yeah, he doesn't do much on offense, and he is coming off the injury. And, you know, I think Doc has played him too much and rushed him into the situation, trying to get him comfortable. But, you know, I agree. I definitely agree. Trez needs more minutes. Uh, Trez needs to play um, after the all, uh, even now up to the All Star break. And then after the All Star break, Trez needs to play a lot. He needs to play a lot because he can be a difference maker uh, on, the, on the boards. Where the Sixers need help. And, you know, he brings that energy. And that's why I said I like to see him play next to MB just to see what it looks like. You know, when you have lower level teams that you're playing against, you can tinker with that a little bit. But, you know, after the, up to the All Star break, you know, the Sixers' schedule is pretty tough. It's pretty tough. That second half of the schedule is no joke. I don't really see too many uh, clunker games. You know, as I scroll through right now, even looking at the schedule, trying to find one, you know, from February on, there's not many. 
The Orlando Magic aren't a clunker team anymore. The Knicks are okay. And then after that, it's it's tough, man. Yeah, Dallas, Miami, uh, Wizards seem like they're playing good ball. It's tough. That's why I don't see I don't see them moving out of the fifth seed unless they go on a serious run. You know what will change my attitude as we uh, transition into uh, place your bet? What will change my attitude with the Sixers is to see them jump from this fifth seed maybe and get into the top two. Just top two. They're four games out. Become one of the top two teams in the East. Get that type of juice, Nat. And then I, I may get a little excited going into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when I know you're playing good ball. You're not trying to pull a wool over my eyes. So that being said, Nat, let's transition to place your bets. We're going to uh, throw out a little parlay here for the Detroit Pistons game. And as I stated, we have no no Embiid and no Tucker. So this would be actually a good game to look at the guy who burns us week in and week out Nat, and that would be Tobias Harris. Harris, uh, Harris had a pretty good game against the Bulls. Um, and uh, I think he should have a pretty good game here against the, uh, the Pistons, Nat. What do you think? Yeah, he's, he's going to need to be the guy to step up. And why wouldn't he have a decent amount of points, rebounds, and assists? Yeah, this is going to be a heavy Tobias Harris game. He's going to need to be the guy. So, you know, if you want to place your bet, you know, do a little SGP here, I would take uh, – I want 15 and 6. 15 and 6 from Tobias Harris. And that's very doable. 15.6 rebounds. I need I need at least two threes from Melton. Two threes from from A. Give me two threes from Maxi. Give me Harden. Over six assists and 17 points. 17 of six. How's that sound, Matt? That sounds Wonderful! I'm gonna place that nice hey. choice. Hey, look, no, I got I got approval from the from the optimistic over there. <laughs> Nat usually, and that's what I love about Nat. Nat usually tells me, oh, well, I don't like that one." And this I'm usually that a little one. bit more cautious, but all those numbers sound great to me. I'm like, let's let's do it. I'm parlaying that. And I here's the thing: I never take parlays. I'll take this one. Nice. So th- there you have it. There you have it, folks. T. Will's uh, place your bet segment against the Pistons. Let's see if our Sixers can get another W. Um, and, and one last thing, you know, before we sign out of here, you know, in order for Sixers to get in that top two seed, the other teams ahead of them got to start losing. They got to start losing. And the only one right now in the last 10 games that's really losing are the Bucks because they're hurt. But, you know, need you need the Cavs, the Nets, and the Celtics to start losing and the Sixers to continue to push to get in that top two seed. Get in that top two seed, I can change my attitude a little bit. Keep staying where you're at right now and four games out, two games out, but you're still in the fifth seed. I, I, I'm see, I've seen this before. I've seen it before. So I'll be a host, Big T-Wool. That's my man, Nat Marlowe. 
We got a lot of things cooking for uh, the new year. So stick with us, fam. And uh, we appreciate all you mother fathers tuning in and subscribing. You know, give us that like button. We'll be back with another episode. Peace.